Good morning for Friday, March 20th, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Netanyahu backs off Palestinian stand. Scientists seek ban on method to alter DNA and result in Israel reverberates for Clinton. In today's national news, a swing state governor could enliven the GOP field. Republican budgets in Congress add to military spending, and Illinois governor takes on union fees. In today's business headlines, the Dow was down 117 points yesterday. Take Google to court, staff report urged the FTC. The Tesla Model S will drive itself this summer, and a judge backs $10 million settlement in target data breach. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Jerusalem by Jody Rudoran and Michael Shear. Netanyahu backs off Palestinian stand. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel on Thursday tried to backtrack from his pre-election declaration that no Palestinian state would be established on his watch, but his new assertions appeared to do nothing to assuage an infuriated Obama administration. In a series of interviews with American broadcasters, Netanyahu said he'd not been trying to suppress the votes of Arab citizens with an Election Day video, warning that they were being bussed to polling stations in droves, remarks that caused outrage around the world. Netanyahu said he had not intended to reverse his endorsement in a 2009 speech of a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but only to say that it was impossible right now. He cited the Palestinian leadership's refusal to recognize Israel as a Jewish state and its pact with the Hamas movement as well as the rise of Islamic terrorism. I haven't changed my policy, Netanyahu said in an interview with MSNBC. What has changed is the reality. But Netanyahu did not say he was ready to return to negotiations or to present any new ideas for achieving peace. President Obama waited nearly two full days before making a congratulatory phone call to Netanyahu on Thursday evening, as his administration was still seething over the Israeli leader's pro-election comments. In a striking indication of how bitter tensions remain between the two, Obama told Netanyahu directly that the United States would have to reassess our options after the Prime Minister's new positions and comments on the two-state solution, according to a White House official who spoke without authorization to detail the private conversation. The formal White House account of the call said Obama reiterated his intention to reach a deal with Iran on its nuclear program, another sore point with Netanyahu. Earlier Thursday, Josh Ernest, the White House press secretary, said that Netanyahu's pre-election statements demonstrated that he was no longer committed to a two-state solution, which means that the United States is in a position to reevaluate our thinking. A day after other White House officials suggested that the administration might support a Security Council resolution calling for the establishment of a sovereign Palestine roughly along the pre-1967 lines that divided Israel from the West Bank and Gaza, Ernest said Netanyahu's statements do have consequences for our actions that we take at the United Nations and other places. 
In Israel, Netanyahu's apparent reversal was largely seen as a blatant appeal to take votes from parties on his right flank, which appears to be what happened. Many analysts expected Netanyahu to backtrack after the ballots were tallied. After all, back in 2009, he refused to explicitly endorse an independent Palestinian state right up until the Bar Ilan speech in which he did so.